Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 18. When the calendar flipped over to January 1st, 2022, I found myself reminiscing about a practice that I'd done way back in 2012, where every day for the whole year, I shared one thing that I loved about my life that day. It was a really powerful practice. I was constantly focused on gratitude and appreciation for all of life's lessons and gifts, even the hard ones. And with all that energy flowing toward gratitude, more things started showing up to be grateful for. And I was set off on a run of about three of the most powerful and transformative years of my life and three of the most fun ones too. So when I woke up on January 2nd, 2022, I decided I'd do it again. After all, what year could benefit more from this kind of a practice than 2022? And so it began. Only this time, the one thing I loved about my life today practice gave me even more than I could ever have imagined. But before I unpack this, let me note that it's February 6th and I'm in Canada. Let's backtrack all the way to early fall 2021. Vaccines were now out and the narrative was moving from, yay, they're here, to do the right thing, to let us pay you to get it, to the unvaxxed don't care about you, to do it or lose your freedoms, to do it or lose your job, to show me your papers. Now for me, the decision was immediate and intuitive. Every part of me matter-of-factly just said no, was no emotion, was no anything, just no. It was easy to then rationalize afterward because I was 99% certain I'd already had the virus two months before it came out in the news. And I could further rationalize when I started seeing all the science that was being censored and discredited. But all the while during this time, something was starting to happen in the community. People were getting angry. And the anger was turning into nasty posts and memes. Friends, family, governments started verbal attacks against anyone who was choosing to abstain. This was being fueled by media headlines who seemed to be now colluding with corporate interests and government rhetoric. Social media started labeling posts and then deleting them and then deleting a whole accounts. Censorship bills were being brought to parliament and people were rising against the unvaccinated. For the first time in my life, I got a taste of what it was like to be part of a minority. And I'm embarrassed to even say that because let's face it, I have no idea what it's like to be in a minority. Going on social media started becoming frightening. I muted some friends when cries for forced vaccinations started happening. A mob was forming and the government and the media were instigating it. Surely people were going to see this was a bad thing, right? Right? Wrong. Canada started complying more. People abstaining started caving in to keep their jobs and save their families. 
to be able to fly and go to restaurants. My nervous system was on high alert, and not from a virus, but from the vaccinated. Suddenly people were reaching out to talk to me about it, and that's when a strange thing occurred. No matter which side the person was on in this issue, they just automatically assumed I was on the same side as them. In fact, no one actually asked me what I thought. It was a very unique position. They just wanted to unload, and so I just listened. I witnessed and held space for people to share everything from anger to fear, from worry to hopelessness. Some were proud to roll up their sleeves. They felt safer and on the right side of things. Some just wanted everybody to do their part so we could just get on with life. If we could all just take the shot, it would be over. Some were afraid that if they didn't, they might cause someone else's death. And some were deflated. They really didn't want to do it. But what was their choice? They had no support from family or employers, and they needed the money. And some got it simply because they were afraid of being part of a minority. The mob scared them, and they just couldn't take it. Some were waiting it out, hoping to stay out of the spotlight and out of the grasp of authority. And some were just simply prepared to die before succumbing to the loss of bodily autonomy and freedom. But most, no matter which side, were highly stressed about the state of things and increasingly distrusting of others. The extreme sides were righteous and ready to fight. Only a small few that I spoke with were actually even afraid of the virus. Still, no one asked me how I saw it. It was very weird. Meanwhile, the more that compliance and division grew, the more I started to feel unsafe in the world, and the more I saw distortions in our reality. Truth was being totally withheld while powers and governance whipped the vaccinated into a frenzy. Inside of me was this equal urge to speak out and to hide. I would oscillate between, no, we've got this, to, oh my God, we're fucked. Every program of fear within me was being unearthed and brought to the surface for me to face, and often coming all at once. I was so thankful every single day for all of my training, because as I worked through everything, from fear of authority to fear of exclusion, from fear of worries of offending people to worries of being ashamed for staying silent, those practices kept me anchored in my witness, in my ability to be aware of who I was in the experience. And through it all, my intuition remained clear and calm, patient and mindful. My practice of awareness kept me compassionate toward myself and toward others. I knew deep down that we were all working through our own reactions to what was arising and that no one was exempt from the experience. I centered myself in the knowing that the only thing that truly mattered was that we were all doing the best we knew how in each moment, and I was rooting for us all. My resolve was steady, no to the vax, and yes to humanity. Meanwhile, the inner activist in me was growing stronger, stirring and agitated, but also conscious that words really matter, and the energy that delivers those words must be clear, 
I felt like a video game person trying to lock onto a target, and I knew I must speak from dead center clarity. And I must speak up and not out. You see, we're in this golden opportunity to deal with what has been hidden and is now arising, to witness triggers within us, to face fears and decide who we are and what we stand for to root ourselves deep in our physical bodies in complete awareness of our triggers and at the same time firm in our convictions to then speak up from the root, the depth of that. Up and out of our own truth, authentic in our worries and hopes, kind in our vulnerability and our respect, clear in our knowing and convictions and flexible in our willingness to always learn, to speak up and not out, not in defense of position, but in expression of our own view. If we all keep looping in our justifications, flinging memes and posts at each other, defending our positions, we're only going to encourage, create, and reinforce division. We'll be doing exactly what we're being primed to do. We gotta choose unity. Our issues are so far beyond to vax or not to vax. We're facing censorship, false information, coercion, manipulation, and rampant government overreach that's driven by hidden agendas. People who don't have all of the information cannot make informed choices. And so much is being hidden, which you can only see once you see. I got this Lovely message from a Canadian friend who's now living in the US, just as I was making notes about this podcast. She's been feeling completely frustrated that people can't see what's going on. She has these intense feelings to speak out that are equally tempered by a deeper desire to stay kind and keep her relationships. She shared her inner torment in not knowing how to talk about it with others without becoming angry and impatient. She'd been reading some of my posts, and so she asked for my thoughts and advice. My answer? Share it exactly as you just did with me. Share your inner turmoil on this subject with people, your frustration and concern, and your love for them. Dig deep into your own inner experience and speak up from the depths of your own truth. Share from your bones. We chatted further. People who don't yet see the corruption in play are acting from a different reality. They simply don't know. They think we're delusional. And discovering the truth is hard. It's hard on a psyche that cannot imagine these truths. It undermines their view of reality, and a human psyche will fight its own collapse tooth and nail. We can only invite people to look, support them when they do, listen as they process, and welcome them when they see. We must understand their anger and their sarcastic shots, but not return them. Right now in Canada, as 2.4 plus million people have entered Ottawa to speak up, everyone who ever felt alone in their concerns, vaxxed or unvaxxed, now sees that they are far from alone. The more that people stand, the more that people see the censorship, witness the collusion, and the bigger global takeover in play, 
the more people will become aware. We aren't just standing up and speaking up for ourselves anymore. We're now standing up and speaking up for everyone. When the day comes that that full truth is out and everyone sees it, many people are going to feel a deep sense of humiliation. Humiliation brought on by their own government, by media and medical establishments. They've been lied to and manipulated. Let's make sure that they never feel humiliated by us, lied to by us, or manipulated by us. My one thing I love about my Life Today posts have become my way to speak up. And for me, up means so much more. Up means out of the problem and onto the solution. Up means fully understanding the problem, facing the problem, and liberating the energy that's stuck in the problem and focusing that energy straight at the solution. On October 19th, I was pacing in my studio. At that time, the inner dialogue in my head was wrestling over how compliant Canadians were and the potential that maybe we would get trapped in a totalitarian regime. All the while, I kept thinking, this just doesn't make sense. Canadians are not stupid people, and they're not naturally this mean to each other. And that's when I heard my inner voice say, remember, Canadians are altruistic. Altruistic people act for the benefit of the whole. And at that moment, many were acting in accordance with what they had been told was for the good of the whole. Then I knew, once they discovered the truth, that Canadian altruistic nature would spin on a dime to show those who were misinforming everyone what altruism really looks like. Excited by this now alignment in my perspective that was calming me and taking this oscillation back to center, I sat down at my computer and I designed this little image in Canva that said, go ahead, underestimate Canadians. That'll be fun. Now, the only reason I know it was October 19th is because that's the date the file was created. Once I was happy with my image, I printed it, taped it to my studio wall, and every day reminded myself that the tide would turn and this would become true. I focused up. And on January 29th, as tens of thousands of trucks, cars, and pickups rolled into Ottawa from every corner of this country and the States, I shared it as my one thing I love about my Life Today post enjoying a deeper self-affirmation that I want my energy to always flow towards solutions, not to defend my positions. I want my energy to go toward unity, toward freedom and love, compassion and gratitude, limitlessness, truth, flow, and justice. We are seeing real-time what speaking up can do. And while mainstream media hangs tight to their narrative of violence and racism, a small minority with unacceptable views, the world is instead seeing millions of smiling faces, hugging each other, singing and dancing together, 
protecting monuments, feeding homeless, shoveling snow, speaking about love and freedom and democracy, empowerment, and inspiring an entire globe to peacefully stand up and say no. And as our Prime Minister avoids facing his reality, millions of people all over the planet are now bravely facing theirs. So no matter what your views are, you are being induced and invited to look at what is hidden from you, both within you and all around you, to make up your own mind, to face your own fears, to chart your own course, to speak up and not out. So let's be kind and loving to each other as we face this in our own ways. And to close, I want to quote two of my favorite memes. First, you do not need to defend the truth. You just have to let it loose and it will defend itself. And second, in the end, the only thing that will matter is how we treated each other. Thank you for listening to the Radical Flow podcast with me. It means the world to me that you do. If you're enjoying it, I would love it if you would share it. And until next time, I'll see you in the flow.